0: What's up, my friends? Welcome to episode two of the Titan 100 Business Podcast, episode two of season two, I should say. My name is Matt. I'm your host and the president of the Titan 100 Business Networking Group. I'm excited to talk to you guys today. We call this episode two, but uh, really it feels to me more like episode one. Last week's was kind of more of just a a little teaser trailer of some of the conversations we were gonna be having. So I'm really excited to dive into the conversations that we're gonna be having with all these business owners and we're gonna kick that off today uh, with James Bowerman who is a real estate agent here in Anne Arundel County in Maryland. Uh, he is a really awesome real estate agent, does things different. He, he calls his brand The Real Creative Group. We'll talk about that, why it's a creative take on We'll get into all that. It's, it's really interesting. I, the conversation I had with him was awesome. Before I do get into that, I do want to remind you guys of a couple of things. Um, first of all, uh, this is a business podcast, and that means it's a podcast where we talk with business owners. It doesn't necessarily mean everything stays business, right? We really, our mission here is to get to the humans behind the business. So we talk about human concepts and we talk about, we do talk about marketing, systems, processes, referrals, all that type of stuff, right? Um, but the, the real point of this is to sort of get underneath and get to the humans and the emotion and what drives us and how do we see our fellow man and, and women, that, that type of stuff. So um, that's reminder number one. Reminder number two, uh, if you're not a member of of Titan 100, there's a sense in which you're not the primary audience for this, and that's okay. We invite you to be a fly on the wall and listen. Um, I think you'll get a lot of value out of listening to how business titans sort of structure their mindset and the the language they use and the way they push themselves and what drives them i think you'll get a lot of value out of it Um, but there is a sense in which you're kind of just invited to be a fly on the wall here and and sort of just listen in Um, if you are a member of titan 100 remember that what we're doing here is building really deep relationships between business owners so this is a chance for you to really listen into what james has to say again we talk about those big human concepts and and things outside of just business so it's a good chance if you're a member of Titan 100 to listen in and really use this um, to to gather resources to build a relationship with James right this is a chance for you to listen in to him pour his heart out and you don't have a chance to speak back you don't have a chance to give input all you get to do is listen to what he has to say um, and that's a really good Good opportunity for you to to sort of see his point of view and where he's coming from, and then to sort of springboard that into a deeper relationship. So uh, that's kind of the point here. I'm not going to delay this too much longer. I think you guys kind of get it. So with all that said, I'm not going to hold up. And here is the conversation I had with James. Enjoy. Cool. So I'm here with James Bowerman. James, tell us who you are and what you do. Oh hey, yeah, thanks, Matt. So. My name
1: is James Bowerman. I am a full-time realtor and team leader with the Real Creative Group of Douglas Realty. We are a tech-focused real estate team that kind of operates like a
0: marketing agency. So tell me tell me what that means. Like you're a tech-focused real, t- real estate team that that operate I, you and I speak business, right? And so to me like I kind of if somebody is not business oriented and they hear we operate like a marketing team, like what is that what does that mean for a homeowner? You know what I mean?
1: Sure. So before I got into real estate, you know, and let me preface that with saying, I don't know that anybody really says, you know, when I grow up, I'm going to be a real estate agent. Uh, It's just something that people kind of back into, I feel like. So for me, my first career was uh, as a graphic designer. I, I got out of high school and I really wanted to just, I was kind of done with school, right? I was kind of, rebelling a little bit and just didn't see the value in going to a four-year college and, and spending that type of money. Uh, so I, I went to a local, the Community College and focused on just the classes that I, I enjoyed. And that was those around design and those around technology. And I got a couple of certificates and basically started working as a graphic designer um, as my my first career. So I, I eventually moved up uh, after, uh, you know, a couple of different jobs and, found myself at a a digital marketing agency we'll call it that i was primarily doing website design um, development which which grew over five years into more of a full-blown agency kind of helped strategically grow the company a little bit and started adding services Uh, part of it the way that you know we were joking about this earlier i'm a i'm a high c on my disk profile I'm i'm an analyst right so the strategic side of of you know, the marketing and the business and, you know, why we were doing, doing things always appealed to me. So grew it to where I became the creative director. And I had a group of, you know, employees underneath me, designers, developers, uh, contractors who were doing photography, content writing, all those sorts of things to help. businesses kind of, you know, brand themselves, position themselves, create assets and, and grow their businesses. So, all that said, that's what I was doing before, uh, and then I kind of fell into real estate, looking for ways to supplement my income, uh, and I started to look at investing. So I took some coaching classes and ended up going out and flipped a property, which was a cool. it's a really good experience. I I learned a whole lot um, through that process, and part of it was okay. Well, maybe if I get my real estate license, I'll be able to save two and a half percent, you know, and then list it myself. So that's kind of how I ended up. Getting licensed, and eventually got to a point where I saw the appeal of having my own business, and I, I kind of wanted to, to shift things a little bit, but bring what I I had learned and all my skill sets, which was basically design, marketing, and, and technology. So that's when we say we're a tech focused real estate team. Like I'm i I'm an early adopter. I'm, I'm a bit of a tech nerd. So you know, all the new gadgets come out. I'm constantly you know trying to play with those and, and, and innovate and find, you know, creative solutions or, or new ways to, to engage, connect with people. Um, so let and me, and the, the marketing.
0: Yep. Go ahead. Let me, uh, let me back up on something you said, cause I, I do want to like product. And one of the things about, you know, like I should have said this up front, but you know, by signing up for this, you sign up for hard and awkward questions and stuff. So we're going to just dive into that. <laughs> when you, so you were talking about college at first, right? And I tell you, it's funny, like you and I kind of came to the same realization about college that it just wasn't worth the time and money. Um, The only difference is that I was $120,000 in four years (laughs) and later that I, (laughs) that I finally came to that realization. maybe this wasn't worth it. (laughs) Um, uh, So like, like when you, when you sort of, as you sort of, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't know what to call them. They're not, pivots it's like each skill has transitioned into the next one do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i i guess i guess what i'm asking and and this is something i have like struggled with right um is i you know my story coming from the home improvement world and electrical and then bathroom sales and then uh sales training and then now like professional networking basically um there's always kind of been this like Self doubt. I I don't know if self doubt's the right word. Like a little bit of of, of uh, I'm self conscious. Like I'm afraid that people think I've I've switched too many times, or that I've like not. Do you know what I mean? Like do you ever do you ever start? Yeah, with-
1: it's it's one of those things. Like when you look back, you can connect the dots, and it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Like, oh, I see how we got to where we are. Yeah. Dude, but when you're when you're moving forward, it's it's like I don't know where I'm going. Dude. Um,
0: but. I- it's crazy, man. Cause like we were um, like, I, I think back to like f- five years ago is really when this whole like journey that I'm on, I would say started like my, um, and it's just crazy how, like when you, when you just look at it from like, you know, the 30,000 foot view, it's like, Oh man, bathroom sales. And then, you know, sales training or electrical bath sale. It's like all these different transitions and stuff. Um, but then like I do, when, when you look back through it and, and, you can see that. So I don't know. It's it, that helps, I guess it helps to overcome that. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome. I don't, I don't know if that's what I'd call it, but um, just, I don't know, just hearing your story and like knowing, like, cause I know you right prior to the recording of this podcast. And, and so like, I've sort of seen um, the product that you have and sort of how you it's, it's different than what other real estate, it's, it's just interesting to how, how it's sort of like the trajectory. And I feel like I'm on the same thing. That's why I bring it up is that I feel like I've had so many pivots and in the moment they felt like really drastic career shifts almost. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, yeah, like I was running around with my head cut off a little bit, uh, like a chicken. Uh, it's like That was a weird way to say that. Um, the, uh, but so yeah, I, I don't have know. chickens, I, be careful. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. No, I mean, when I was, when I was a kid,
1: Um, you know, my dream job, I wanted to be an animator for Disney. I love to draw. Uh, I was always drawing. Uh, I was, I was good at it. And it was one of those things, you know, when you're, when you're good at it and you're getting recognized, you're being praised, you know, it makes you feel good. And, and so that I think kind of molded me to where, you know, with that same principle applies today, even though it makes no sense, like, oh, I want to be an animator for Disney. And now I'm a real estate agent, like selling houses. It makes no sense. There's no connection there, but when you piece those other parts together. Um, and I've been doing some deep diving into like my why and thinking about, you know, my values and and what's gonna really motivate me. And, and that's one of those things where, you know, I'm, I'm creating something and I'm and i I'm able to share that with people and when they appreciate it, it, it brings me joy and happiness, right? So now with real estate, it's the same thing, or even stepping back to to helping business owners, right? We need a website. So, okay, well, let's dive into what you need it for, and and then we're gonna make it look really good, and, and it's gonna solve these problems for you, and then you deliver it to them, and it's like, you know, this moment of, you know, are are, are are they gonna like it? Like, how are they gonna react? And when they react positively, it's like, yes, you know, that's that's a win, and it's the same thing now with real estate, where okay, we need to sell our house. Well, okay, here's here's the plan. Like I said, I'm an analyst, so I've got this. Plan that we go through, um, and you're going to see see it intimately because we're getting ready to to sell your home. But you know, it, it starts with preparing the home, and then we we capture it, and then we do the marketing and pre marketing, and even like the day that we list, that we go active and having open Like it's it's very purposeful. Um, but one of the things that I, I love is writing what I call the, the script. Right, it's it's the listing description, but for me, it's the script because I do a, a personalized video for every single home that we sell. And it really dives into things that typically you don't see. Like, I don't, oh, it's a three bedroom, two bedroom. Like, I don't get into those details. It's more about (laughs) lifestyle. And, and, and when you, what, real quick, so you deliver this thing that you rewrite that's intimate about somebody else's home that they've lived in for years. It's one of those scary moments like, you know, are they gonna, are they gonna like this? And um, I've gotten feedback sometimes too, like, man, that's, that's like, why are we moving? That's, that's always the best feedback. Why are we selling this house? It sounds amazing. Like I would buy it again. And that's always like that, that win. I was like, yes, we, we, we did yeah. it. And, um and then being able to share that and distribute it to, to, to more people with, you know, with the technology to, to put, you know, videos on YouTube and to run campaigns and on Facebook and social media. And now you're getting hundreds or thousands of people watching this. Um, I love that
0: part of it. So I want to. Uh, we're talking about people and the human element of it. I want to ask one question about something you said, Jen, and it has nothing to do with any of that. And then we, did. but you were talking about all the stuff you do for every home, um, and I do know, right? I'm already seeing firsthand that there is a process. Have you found that in this market that that system is almost impossible to keep up with? Just, I mean, like for our house, right? You, I, I know it didn't work out, but you had us an offer before. We're not even on market yet. And and we already had yeah. somebody interested. Like, I would think it's almost gotta be impossible to keep up with with the buyers' demands because they it's by the time you're done shooting the video, you got five offers on it. What's the point in even going and editing the video and putting it all together? You know what I mean? Like, have you found that at yeah. all?
1: That's that's a good point. And it's it's one that I I care about and I wanna answer in a way that you know it it would seem easy i think it's about let's use the word discipline right it takes discipline to stick to the process mm-hmm. and not say you know what there's so many buyers out there you know all we have to do is is put a sign in the yard put it on the mls and it's going to sell sure that that can happen right but the process works you know yeah. and
0: so and what i what i was trying to
1: increase
0: yeah Yeah. So what I was trying to get, like, I'm not saying that it's, it's you not following the system, right. Or like a, like some kind of laziness or something. What I specifically meant was Mm -hmm. like, even if you go and and get the camera out and the drone and you shoot all this footage, like by the time you have it spliced together, you're going to have four or five offers on the property anyways. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's almost like, it's just, uh, so I don't know. I I don't, I don't want to spend too much time. I just, this market's crazy. So so let me, yeah. do you feel like you answered Do you want to say real quick? About, would you okay, rather have four
1: or five or would you rather have 15? That's fair. That's
0: <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah. It's just the way this market's been, man. When when you texted us that, I mean, we had just signed the DocuSign thing or whatever saying we were going to list. And I felt like 20 minutes later, we had a, a text saying, Hey, I got somebody that wants to come see the property. I was <laughs> like, what the <laughs> Um. So we're talking about the, um, the, the, what does it mean to be human, right? That's kind of the theme of my podcast. And so I want to, I want to start to guide the conversation that way. We don't have to get there yet, but I want to guide the conversation that way. Sure. And you're talking about like people and doing all this stuff. And and so, so I'm going to ask you why, and I, I'm i not even necessarily asking you like your, your Ruthie level, why, right? Like your like, what gets you out of bed in the morning, but like um, real estate specifically, right? Like you, you you sort of gave us how you chose that, right? Um, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to find an eloquent way to ask this. Like, is is what what human element is there in real estate that keeps you coming back to it? Does that make sense? Like like I know you already kind of told us about like oh getting to see there, uh, you know when you when you hear somebody say oh why are we selling this house like that's a win for you. I got notifications coming through. I hope they don't. I hope Zoom doesn't pick them up. <laughs> I don't, um, I don't hear anything. So you're good. Um, um so yeah. yeah, it's, it's,
1: it's interesting. Cause you know, I'm, like I said, I'm an analyst. Um, I consider myself an introvert. My, my former career, I, I would sit behind a computer, mm-hmm. um, with headphones on listening to music and, and I was happy, you know, um, I didn't need to be interacting with people. Um, it wasn't really part of my job at, at the time, but with real estate now it's, all about interacting with people. Um, the most successful agents, I think, are the ones who are able to make those connections and um, communicate well. And and we don't have like a physical product we're selling. Um, you know, it's it's we have services that we offer, but we're, we're essentially selling ourselves, right? So when it comes to the human element, it's it's about making a, a connection, right? And so that's one thing I mean and not to make it sound manipulative but you're we're always trying to find a way to connect with somebody um, you know a common interest or values and in real estate that's that's where you know if you have a connection with somebody and you have things in common um, you know it, it tends to be a better experience for everyone um, as opposed to, when, when there's no connection and there's, there's friction there. Right. So and I was, I was thinking about this this morning and there's a couple different stories or ways that I could go with it. Um, but there was, there was an interaction I had recently cause let me, let me go this way with it. Cause I was thinking about it this morning where I, I hired a company for a service and I don't want to get into details. It, it, we're not done yet, but you know, in the beginning it was, it was great. Uh, the person I was dealing with was, was very helpful. Um, you know, she was, she was trying to help us, which made me feel good. Right. And I think part of it, which I'll get into is, is that trust, right. In order to build trust, you have to be vulnerable, vulnerable first. And, um, so we were, we were a bit vulnerable coming into this, um, and because she was looking to help and so we, we built trust and things went smoothly. And then later on in the process, there was another individual, um, who, who came out and got involved. And there was an interaction where they did something that was just completely inappropriate. And it made me immediately feel uncomfortable. And like, I couldn't trust this person. And that's when, when things kind of go south, right? It was like, oh man, things were doing so good. Um, but now I feel like, all right, I just wanna get this done. Um, and I'm never gonna recommend this company hopefully things go smoothly and, and you don't have to like blast them and, and leave bad reviews. But, um, that's how I, you know, if you about real estate, like I I want to make sure that I'm, I'm making people comfortable that, you know, I'm not forcing anything. I'm not trying to force you to sell your home or, Hey, you need to buy this one. Um, it's making a connection and, and, you know, being, being a bit vulnerable, um, so that they feel comfortable and, and building that trust. Cause when they, when they, starts to trust you and trust in the process things just go so much smoother but when there's no trust that's when things break down things go wrong you know they go rogue they, they start wanting to, to go do these different things they're not communicating and things can get really bad
0: so so as a um well so two questions and you can answer them in whatever order you want the first one is um like one of the, how, how do you keep the relationships from from being superficial right like um i need to sell my house I just need my household. I right. The guy comes in and he starts complimenting my piano and trying to make small talk with me. Like, as a, especially as a sales trainer, like I can read that stuff, right? Um, but but when you and I sat down and I was talking to you about like, hey, I might want to sell my home. Like, I didn't I didn't feel like I was just being sold, right? I didn't feel like I. So, what keeps the when you walk into a home, like what keeps the relationship non superficial what actually like is real vulnerability in that moment to you do you know what I mean?
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean it's it's an intimate thing with somebody's home, right? They they've they've lived in it, they care for it. They're letting you into their home. Um where was I gonna go with this? Oh, I just
0: blanked. Um <laughs> so I'm I'm asking <laughs> it's all good man. I'm asking like the 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 vulnerability and the intimacy I talk about those things all the time. You use the word um what was the word you used? Uh Connection, it yeah, comfortable, connection, connect, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the words you kept using, and and I'm asking like, what keeps that from being superficial? How do you, like, so yeah. for for me, I know I what can, I was going to say. Okay, yeah. go, yeah, go ahead.
1: So yeah, I don't have any, you know, false beliefs that you know everybody I'm going to work with is going to be my best friend, right? We're going to be mm-hmm. grilling out, hanging out on the weekends or whatnot. Um, you know, some people you you will develop more of a relationship with others it's it's simply objective and that's i think part of my personality is is knowing what is the object, objective um, and let's come up with a plan to to accomplish that and it's for me creativity is is problem solving so that's what like the whole real creative group it's it's creative in a sense that we're we're, we're able to solve problems and it move things forward right and hopefully move things forward in a way that's going to create as little friction and as little stress as possible for my clients. You know, I, I hate disappointing people. Um, You know, I I want them to be happy with the experience and with the result. Um, So that's kind of what I focus on. You know, I want to make sure that we're, we're doing the things we said, we're going to do, you know, we operate with integrity, you know, following all of our, my, my core values and the company's core values um, to really deliver this experience. And, I couldn't i can't get through this podcast without using this quote because it's and it's a great quote and i started using it um from being in my my previous career and it was my my employer who actually started saying it i'm like you know that's really good and now i just i always have to say it but it's a quote by maya angelo that people never remember what you said they never remember what you did but they always remember how you made them feel And that's just, it it resonates with me on every level when I'm I'm working with people. And when things go bad, I know they feel that. And and we as human beings, we are very emotional creatures. We tend to always react emotionally first. And then later on, we, we start to kick back and think logically, right? So a lot of things can happen in a real estate transaction that, you know, you have to address them. You can't just sweep them away under the rug. You have to say, okay... Here's something that happened. Like, you know, the buyer is asking for you to make this repair. Well, of course, the seller is going to get defensive and they're like, what? I don't want to like. I have to spend money or time or I have to do this. There's nothing wrong with it, right? And it and it creates a lot of emotion. So really, just okay. Let's look at it objectively. Let's let's slow down, um, and and move things forward logically, right? And um, I another thing I always try to do is make sure. I'm, I'm trying to make a, a win, a win for everybody. Right. It's not just, okay, what I, I know I represent my seller and my buyer and I, I have a fiduciary responsibility to, to have their best interest. Right. And I'm always going to do that. But um, if we can make it a win-win for both parties, it's going to just make things better. For example, I just closed a transaction. Right. And um, in this market, you know, this was an FHA buyer, which, when you're competing FHA financing is not really looked upon as as favorable as if you were conventional so that was a hurdle um, we also needed closing help which you know in a competitive market like this most sellers don't want to give up part of their proceeds right so we needed to get them closing help it was FHA um, a couple other things so ultimately we, we were able to find them a property right there's multiple offers I was able to position our my client so that we were able to get accepted, we got our closing help. Um, you know, we didn't have to go crazy over over the list price either. But throughout the whole process, I was focused on you know keeping it win win, right? Getting my client everything they wanted, but also making sure that you know the seller was happy as well. And and here's here's the great thing about that. So we closed on the house, and client was super happy. Went in, of course, then. There was an issue with he got a new washer dryer, brought it, plugged it in and it kept the breaker kept kicking. And I'm not an electrician. Maybe you'd probably know this better than me, but, um, he called me and he's like, is there anything we can do? Like we, we did an inspection. It was working, you know, we kind of bought the house, uh, with the, with the, as is at then then, but we did do the inspection. It was working at the time, but now like the transactions closed and I don't be like, sorry, like you own it, um, figure it out. I I was able to go back to the listing agent and say, Hey, you know, this might be crazy, but you know, I know you guys just rehabbed this house and and this was working. You know, is there anything you can do? Come check this out. And long story short, like the listing agent came back out um, with his guy and, and took care of it. They fixed it for my client. He didn't have to hire an electrician or spend money. And that's because we, we, we kept it, you know, a win-win for everybody. And now like, Stuff like that. That's going to be so memorable. He just left me an awesome review yesterday. Um, that's 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 what what really comes down to. It.
0: So so we've brushed up against this a few times, and, and so I'm just going to ask it, and then we'll dissect it, and then I'll let you go. So so I want I, I don't want to frame your answer for you, right? So I do want this to just come off the top of your head, but I do want to say this. I do want to preface this question by saying uh, I want you to answer this in the in the grandest way you can right so like the, the okay. most the most cosmic cosmic level of, of what does it mean to be human i want the answer to that question um, and i don't mean having a heartbeat and a pulse and all that kind of stuff right like um, so i'm just gonna leave it at that what does it mean to be human and then and then we'll sort of dissect the implications of whatever you say
1: yeah it's it's an interesting question right because i do kind of default to you know what is the physical Mm-hmm. Or the scientific uh, behind it, and then I think, okay, well, let's let's okay. Beyond that, what does it mean to be human? Well, is it is it a good human being, or is <laughs> it a human being like like the experience I just had, where you know he's a human being, but the thing that was said was was very offensive, and and I'm like, well, hmm, like so. Uh, but what I think it comes down to kind of reiterating some of the things I said earlier is as, as, as human beings, I I think there's part of it is what it, what is the right thing, (laughs) um, that, that it's open to interpretation as well. Um, but I think when you're, when you're doing the right thing, um, you're able to connect with people and, and build trust. And, and be in a place of comfort, which I think is what we're, we're looking for as human, we want to be comfortable, right? We, uh, as business owners, it's a little different where, you know, if we're, if we're comfortable, we're probably not doing <laughs> what we should be doing. Like we want to be uncomfortable and that means we're, we're learning and we're growing, but as human beings, I think, you know, that emotional, that, that reptilian brain, it, we want to be comfortable. We want to be protected. We want to put mm-hmm. up our walls to the people who, you know, uh, uh, that we don't feel comfortable around that we don't trust. Um, but then it's, it's important too. like, there's stories out there, uh, research on, I think it's like a country in Asia or somewhere, you know, everybody lives to be like over a hundred years old. And it's because they have such deep social connections with people within the community, which gives them purpose to, to continue living. Right. You have the people who are old and they're alone and they have nobody. And, they just kind of give up, right? But it's it's those deep social connections that I think really keep us going and want us to stay alive. It keeps us purpose driven. So I guess that would be my answer. as you know, so, as human beings, so let me let me uh we create those connections.
0: Let me let me ask let me ask it this way because um, I want to continue to dissect this. It, so I'm going to start off with a really loaded political question, right? Would you would you say you are for or against murder? I am against murder. <laughs> so, so, but, but, man, but why, right? And I, I know that seems silly. I, I know that it's like obviously an outlandish example, right? But what I'm I'm trying to get at here is I do think that pretty much unanimously, um, every human being agrees, right? Except for the the crazy Ted Bundy's out there, right? Uh, pretty much unanimously, every human being agrees that there's something about being a human that just gives you an inherent value right? Like, like it's, it's okay to, to shoot game and eat it. It's, it's not okay to shoot a human. You know what I mean? Like, and, and there's a distinction there. And so I know it seems like not a business question, right? But, but where I'm trying to go and, and where, what I'm trying to get to is, is what is it that you James see in your fellow human beings that makes you say, okay, I have this business, I have this ability. And now I, I see a value in my community and in, in the, the fellow, the fellow human beings around me. And so I want to use those skills to, to pour that value back into my community. Like what makes murder wrong is the same question say, the answer to that question is the same answer to what does it mean to be human? Or, or does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, so, so yeah, I uh, think go ahead. Simply put
1: do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Um, (laughs) if I don't want anyone to murder me, I'm not going to murder other people, you know? And if I want to do things to a certain set of values or standards, that's because I expect the same thing from other people. Um, and when you, and when you find, when you, you have those expectations of yourself and you find those in other people, I think that's where things really connect.
0: So what, what comes first then? Let me ask that. What, uh, so do to others as you would have them do to you. Right. So I I think that statement sounds like it comes from us, right? Um, it Like, it, I guess where I'm trying to, what I'm trying to ask here is um, what comes first? You looking at somebody and saying you have inherent value and I want to serve you, or is it, okay, what can this person do for me? Or how can I get something out of this relationship? And then we both get value in the long run. Do you see what I'm asking there? Like, like where, yeah. where does it start? Does it start from in a desire to just, I see an inherent value in my fellow man and I want to pour into them. Or is it like a, the the whole point of being human is the community effort and everybody gets something. You know what, you see what I'm saying? I don't know if that was clear at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's, no, it's hard it's to could... have these conversations, man. Cause it is a big question. And honestly, like, I don't, I, and maybe I should have said this up front. I don't expect any of these conversations to end with like a nice clean bow. of Oh, here's what, here we go. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's you're serving your fellow people in a totally different capacity than Ruthie is than Josh is than I am. And so I'm trying to just figure it. Like, I want to see all this range of opinions of, of where that, that desire to say, okay, I have a skill and I want to serve my community. What do you see in your community? What do you see in the people around you that, that, drives that action i guess and i know you already kind of answered that so i'm not i'm not trying to um i'm just i'm just trying to i guess when i said like what comes first for for me and i i know this for you too so i'm i'm feel free to speak here but uh for me i know like it's it's you start with okay i other people first right it's it's Sure. Like I've talked to Taj about this. Sure. We, like you have this karmic sort of the more good I do, the more good is going to come back to me. And I agree with it. Sure. Like, it, you know, um, but I think the real like driving mode and, and again, you can shout me down here if you want, like if, if you disagree, I'm, I'm not right. Um, but for me, like that, it starts with serving your fellow human beings. And then that's what that's what to me, it means to be, be a human being is to just serve other people your other people. And there's reasons for that and all that I won't go into, but um yeah, yeah, hundred
1: percent. Yeah. So. You gotta, you gotta give first before you get, and yeah. you know, I've, I've experienced that, you know, firsthand. And it was one of those things where it it can be tough, especially when you're like my first year in real estate um, full time, when I, I quit my job, I didn't have that W-2, that, that, you know, that safety, the security of a job with income. I had to go start hunting. Right. And I only eat what I kill and I didn't kill that much that year. And we were, we were, we were doing very tough. We were in a tough situation with me and my family um, financially. I I only sold about eight houses my first year uh, full time and, you know, that was there was a huge um cut for us. So I started going through all these, you know, self-limiting thoughts and, and beliefs, like, uh, you know, I'm not good at this, I'm not uh, I'm you know, I'm an introvert, I don't connect well with people, um, I, I don't have value, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, I thought I had all these tricks or things to do, and I just but when you, when you focus on the money, then you don't have the best interest of your clients. Like if all you want to do is make sure that it closes to get that paycheck, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to let things pass or do things that might not be in. For it's their so benefit. hard, man.
0: I think, I think every entrepreneur goes through that. their like their first year or, or year or two. Cause like for, I it's, you walk into, to networking groups or you want anything, like you start your marketing and like, you have to close, you know what I mean? Cause you're hungry and mm-hmm. like, you got I really did notice, like, it's, it's, and there's something about being human here, right? Like it was, I got, I got my business, right? Titan 100 is still small. Like, I don't have any delusions about that. I know we're still small, but I I have gotten to a point now where it's, it's more stable than it was. Um, And what I have noticed is when I had nobody in the group and it was just me trying to build this up, there was like a desperation in my sales pitch. Do you know what I mean? And it, mm-hmm. it turned, it turned people off. Um, yep. and I, and I didn't know it in the time, like I was blind to it. I was just so panicked to to get members and stuff. I, and, but what I, I guess where I'm trying to go here is that I I've noticed that I close a lot better when I'm not worried about closing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it, it, when I, when it's just, Hey, Hey, I, I've gotten to a point where, um, hey, either this person's gonna be a fit for the group or they're not. There's not this like, I just accepted any and everybody that came in the door for the first year because I was so desperate to have people. Um, and and it, first of all, it, it flooded the group with a lot of not so great people at the start. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> but but I also noticed like once I made that shift of, of, it was about the health of the group first, it was about creating a dynamic environment first, It was about the human element of the group first and not about just me closing a sale so my family has something to eat that week that I was actually closing faster than I had been, you know what I mean? And I was getting more like better qualified leads and stuff too. It was, so to me, the reason that's, that's kind of why I start here. And uh, like, to me, the reason I I asked this question, what does it mean to be human? And I'm a business guy asking these like philosophy questions almost. And the reason is because like in my own experience, I've just learned that the the more human you are in your business, the more success I've had at least. Um, and that's not to say you throw systems and processes out the window. I I think they have a place. I think they're important. I don't think you can scale without them. Um, but I, I don't think you can sell as effectively without being human. And and it's, that's a weird dichotomy, you know, because you think of sales as not a human relationship, but when you're on the selling side of it, you realize like the the more human I can be with these people, the more they're going to trust me, and that brings us full circle back to what you said at the start. You know what I mean? Like, the the more trust that you have with them, the, that comes from that human relationship. So, those are kind of my closing for thoughts. Me, <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I can close my thoughts too, and and that's really value, right? How do we how do we provide value? Um, when I when I first meet with you know a prospect, you know a potential client, let's just say we're, we're they're thinking about selling their home, right? For me, it's about delivering value. How much value can I, I deliver that they're going to see and 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 they're going to want that, right? Um, you know, I don't have a sometimes I don't have a relationship with them or or a connection, but I do know that hey, they have this objective to sell their house, and you know, I've 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 lost um, I've lost clients or you know potential business, um, and it it. it Like I had one recently that I didn't get and it, it it frustrated me, but it didn't, it didn't frustrate me because I thought they didn't like me or I didn't take it personally, but I I was frustrated because I, I truly believe that I'm providing so much value. Um, and when I looked at the other person they hired, you know, I was like, well, they definitely don't have as much experience. And I'm like, you know, I do all these things. I was looking at some of their listing photos. I'm like, these are like cell phone pictures. I'm like, that's just crazy. Like we do professional photography and and custom videos and the virtual tours. And I was even going to stage the property, like providing like all this, like all these things I could do was like it, I was frustrated because they weren't going to get that. And like you said earlier, like, why would, what, you know, why would you continue? Or, you know, is it hard to continue to, to follow the system in the process when, you know, somebody, somebody could come in there and simply say, you know, the market's so hot um, I'm going to get you this dollar amount. And they're like, Oh, wow. Okay. Let's, let's do it. Like, give me that, give me that money. Right. But it's, it's not about the money. It's about delivering, delivering the value. And, um and I, I, I truly believe that my systems uh, have been proven and they're, and they're going to deliver tremendous value and, yeah. and, and great results for them. I,
0: I think that there are people that might listen in that when you just said, it's not about the money, they would just straight up disagree with you. Um, But, and what I would, what I would tell those people that like, if you spend your entire business career chasing the money, then all you're ever going to have is the money. And I know that sounds like, well, good, but it's like, when you, when you get, when you get there and like, you've attained the money and then you realize like, uh, it's like, it, I guess every dollar, when you have that mindset, every dollar is a fight, every dollar you got to go out and like hunt for and fight for and, and be cutthroat for versus just fostering the the like uh, just letting the blackberry bush grow and then you can come back every year and just pick from it Uh, you know what i mean like it so yeah yeah, i I think i mean i would i I would i would totally like
1: sell people's houses for free if i could um obviously (laughs) i need money for for my family and put food on the table but you know i i enjoy going through that process and and delivering that result and seeing them you know thrilled at the end of it um because of it. and But one thing I'll say, like I, I teach a marketing uh, course to new agents. And the first thing that I drill into um, comes down to like their objectives. And we, we do a simple business plan. But um, the reality is, yes, yeah, so we have this goal of, of how much money we want to make. And, and we can dissect that and reverse engineer it to say, okay, well, if I want to make X amount of dollars, that's this many transactions um, at an average sales price and this commission, and you break it down. But the, the, the lead, is it the lead indicator or the, you know, the, the thing that you actually track is conversations. It all, it all starts with conversations. And, um, I did this for the last two years, tracking my conversations and tracking my appointments because the conversations lead to the appointments, the appointments lead to the transactions, the transactions lead to the income. So you might be able to apply this in in other, you know, businesses or, or sales as well, but for me, it's about conversations. Like, how many conversations can I have with people about real estate? The more conversations, like, I can have with people about real estate, the more appointments I'm going to set. And of course, there's things in there about you know making sure you're asking for the appointment, setting it, qualifying. But you know, it's it's conversations to get to the appointments, and then the appointments get to your transactions, and then the income is the end result, right? But it's not it's not what we want to focus on. Yep. And the conversations is a very you know personal human person you know thing that you can do it's it's about finding people connecting with them but not in a salesy way yeah. like you know, hey matt are you thinking about selling your house Nope. okay hey you know it, so that that's i guess that's what I'll end ended on <laughs> cool.
0: yeah i appreciate it this was great dude i like honestly like i said at the beginning of this no pressure to perform or anything i think this was a fun conversation and i got a little window in. i hope the titans listen in and and get to see a little window into your heart, you know what I mean? So, (laughs) cool. Thanks, man. All right. I think that was an awesome conversation with James. We're going to have him back on uh, through the through the seasons and probably again this season. Um, I really enjoy these conversations and I like digging into them more. So um, I think each individual conversation sort of sets us up for a, a follow-up conversation. And this is a big topic that you can unpack and continually develop the ideas. So we'll definitely have him back. Um, hey, if you're not a member of Titan 100, I just wanted to uh, invite you. We're having a dinner on April 29th. It's a Thursday. Um I appreciate you listening this whole time, and I think that shows that you are interested in what it means to be a Titan, so I'd love it. Um, you can reach out to me at 443-790-8610 or mattattitan100.com. Uh, alternatively, you can find me on Facebook and hit me up there, just Matt Watkins or, or Titan 100. Um, so, uh, I, but other than that, I thank you. I appreciate you guys listening, and I will catch you guys next week.